Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyoueavenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyoueavenmore. Welcome, Mara Mitchell, back to That Girl, the podcast. It is always a pleasure to have you on. So happy to be here. I'm excited for today's subject. I know. I'm excited (laughs) too. We, well, first of all, Mara is a happiness coach. She helps all kinds of people find happiness in their lives and their love and all the things. Um, Today, we are going to talk about a new slang term being kind of pushed out there into the ether in the relationship world called future flaking. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how it pertains to us and people you're dating, what that looks like, how to avoid it. Let's just avoid that. (laughs) So first of all, tell me how you first heard this term. Because when I heard it, I was like, what is that? Okay. So let me first make sure. I think I understand it. But is it the same? It's it's like future faking, like kind of like um, imagining this future that then doesn't happen. Yes, that's it. That's okay. It. Okay. So where I first heard of this is actually with narcissists or um, people who are trying to exploit you or manipulate mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's where I first heard of it. Because um, I know uh, what a tactic people will do is lead you on that the relationship is either more serious, has the potential to be more serious than it really is, or they'll know what you want. Like say you want to have a baby and they know that and they're they're just, they're not there for the long haul, but they'll, you know, talk about, oh my gosh, we're going to make the most gorgeous child. I can't wait for you to meet my mom. You're never meeting their mom. (laughs) And you're never having that baby. Yeah. (laughs) Never having that baby. (laughs) Not with them. Um, so that's, that's where I first heard of it or just, uh, you know, with manipulative people to kind of make you think something's going on that isn't. Yeah. And so, and then that's, what's really scary too. And let's just speak for women because we're not men. I just, I don't want to speak, right. for men. but as a man who's listening, like you'll definitely get our perspective of it. And it might very much help you in your own versions of this, but in general, let's speak for women. We've all had this happen. This is not a like you know, once in a blooming kind of thing. This is a thing that happens all the time at every age. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, how old you are, it is happening. And basically mm-hmm. what it is, is a, is a guy or your partner talking about the future in a really, in a real way. And the last time this happened to me, it was especially hurtful because this is a person I had known for years. And like, Uh he and I were really like starting something or so I thought. 
And uh-huh. he was talking about the future and it wasn't something, it wasn't like I met him off like a dating app, like five days ago and was like, Oh, we're talking about our futures. Like we were talking as really old friends who had always had a thing for each other, who were now trying to discover like, is that going to work? And he was like, let's retire in Spain. Let's just oh, Lord. for a month and then start trying for a baby. He actually said that. No. Time. Yes. Cause Spain I was, and a baby. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Whoa. And he's like, yeah, we'll get married. Like whatever you want to do. Like it doesn't, I'm so here yeah. for it. I just want to be with you. And I'm like, Oh my God, he just loves me so much. Well, whether he did or didn't or cared or did not, that's not, that's not your worry. <laughs> for those of you listening, uh-huh. that is not your worry. That is not the point. The point is, is that you are with someone who is manipulative. Now I'll put this in the ring. I think that if this person isn't like a full-blown narcissist, um, mm-hmm. they obviously are trying to manipulate the situation for their benefit because I think, I think a lot of guys will, tr- they just want that serotonin dopamine hit, right? They want mm-hmm. the hit of mm-hmm. someone being like, yeah, I want to do that with you. And they want to feel like the hero of like, I can yes. all of your dreams come true. Just watch me talk. And like, that's all you do is just watch them talk and they never actually do an action. And then you're just uh-huh. sitting there waiting, like, are we in the same relationship? And then they just disappear. So I think they're trying to like play the hero because they feel really powerful for a moment. And then they realize, uh-huh. oh, I'm never going to do this. And then they jet. What do you think? Yeah. I think so too. And also to play devil's advocate a little bit, I think accidentally some people do this too. I think they get swept away. They do because, you know, like I know that you've been friends for a long time, but there's also that still that infatuation period when you're like Mm -hmm. reconnecting or like starting something with someone. Mm -hmm. And so I think for men and women, we get really swept away in that. And, um, And sometimes I do believe as devil's advocate, that they can believe it as they're saying it. And then they just get scared and they're like, I can't deliver. And, and, you know, or, oh gosh, wait. Yeah. Um, I think devil's advocate. No, I think that's a really true statement because like not everyone is a sociopath. Like we know that. Yeah. And I do think you're right that, you know, maybe this person did feel that way, but then realized that they they couldn't actually deliver, like you said. And I do Uh think that that is part of what happens. I really do, yeah. you know, but like, hmm, how do I say this next time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to be nice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I think that, I think men do tend to sort of over-deliver when they are not very secure in themselves. And Ooh, I think uh-huh. that it's easy to fall into a fantasy with somebody new yeah. when they are not very mm-hmm. secure in themselves. Now, men who really are secure in themselves and who, when they say, yeah, I do want to talk about the future with you and they mean it and it comes at the appropriate time, not on date two or even uh-huh. one. Okay. It's different. And so let's talk about the difference yeah. between when it's, you know, future faking or future flaking, because you're also going to uh-huh. be faking it. Um, and like the real thing. So what in your, um, your experience does that look like? Okay. So in my experience, what does it look like when someone is not future flaking or yes, like when they're being really oh. genuine? Okay. Um, I think in my experience, when someone 
feels like they have the safety to be themselves. Um, because as, as you mentioned this topic to me, I thought about it and I, I think sometimes we tend to be ingenuine, sometimes not even on purpose. So like, I know with myself, when I'm creating intimate intimacy with someone, if I feel like I can say something that maybe wouldn't please them, but they'll listen to me and hold, hold that space for me. So I think, um, I think when it's the real thing, you get information from that partner that wouldn't always please you, right? Like they feel safe enough to say, you know, something that might disappoint you or tell you something honest. Cause then, you know, when they are saying the thing that you want, that they mean it, right? Yeah. Cause they have the safety to also like show up authentically. Yeah. That's um, a really good point. And, and for me as well, because I like when you mentioned this topic, I was like, if anything, I feel like I'm a flake, right? <laughs> and so I was like, oh gosh. And, and so, and it kind of triggered me a little bit. And I had to really look at, okay, because when have people flaked on me? So, anyway, sorry, I know I'm dancing around the subject like I love to do. But <laughs> I think um, speaking as like the other person, feeling uh, when, it's, when it's genuine is when you get to really authentically show up. Uh, when you're comfortable saying no, when you have boundaries with a person and that person still uh, holds the space and the connection is still there. So you also mentioned the appropriate time, not date two. And oh girl, I'm impulsive. I'm, I can be positively reckless when I fall for someone. So like, you know, kind of keeping your head in that situation and like keeping your wits about you. Cause I shouldn't believe anything that comes out of my mouth, much less a partner in the, on the second Interesting. date. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you're a little guilty of doing this to some men, I think. Actually. Okay. No, 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 I'm okay. not guilty to do it. Okay. Hold on. Let me think about that. Yeah. Am I guilty of doing this to men? Ooh. Oh, I I don't know. I need to sit on that. I don't, I don't know if I, I think, okay, I'm gonna have to, maybe let's go to a different thing and let my subconscious work on that. And then I'll break through. We're going to come back to her. (laughs) I'm processing. (laughs) She's processing. This is good. No, it's true. Cause like, you know, I think we've all been in a situation where we've overpromised, and then it's like, Mm. oh, you know what? Maybe I can't, like you said, deliver. And so I think that is the most human way of it happening. And then the most harsh of way of it happening is someone who just ghosts you coldly and doesn't give you an explanation or ever writes you back and just, Oh, like, I hate that so yeah. much. I hate right. that. Right. Like here's oh. everything. I'm going to make your heart just yeah. sing. And then they just coldly ghost you and you're like, Wow. I didn't deserve that. And also I got it kind of excited. Even if I didn't, like, even if you don't completely believe what they're saying, it's so nice to hear, like, maybe it'll come true. It's a nice kind of hope to cling on to. But I think that again, like relationships that, and this is a thing we should talk about relationships Uh that start off huge and emotional Mm -hmm. and passionate Mm -hmm. and it's all the things and all of the talking and all of the sex and everything. While that is so much fun, it is so much fun. It usually does combust just as fast as it started. Mm -hmm. So if it Mm -hmm. burns bright, it's going to burn out quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. 
there's probably an outlier out there who could be like, no, 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 no. My husband had 13 years. That's what happened to us. And we still love each other and we've never cheated. Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad that you, one person has that, Uh but most of us are not that lucky. And it's not that we're bad people or we did anything wrong or like didn't do the work on ourselves. Sometimes you just meet a character. I do mean a character who just burns bright, you know, and it's, it's just, it's engulfed, you're engulfed in the passion of it. And I really, really want to strongly (laughs) urge every person listening that it is important to slow your roll and just calm down. And if you need to hold back on saying stuff, because you're just dying to tell that person how much you like them, please just hold off. Because people, all people, not just men or women or whatever you associate with, we are freaked out by too much or desperation. Like we are freaked Mm -hmm. out by it. If you give too much to me or to you or to anybody, we're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Like, why are you giving me so much? Now we can't like get into everything, but like if you are, if you're cool with all of the giving and it's just like fire and it's just amazing, you probably got some trauma that you need to work through. Right. Cause that's just, that feels familiar and you're like, yay. But typically, even if it feels good and you've done the work, like just remember, like it will burn out so quickly. And that's why you take baby steps. You have to take baby steps and people have to show you by action if you know what they say is true, like words are not mm-hmm. enough. We all know this words are lovely to hear. Texts are lovely to get, but like action. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. that I was friends with for a really long time. Yeah. Dude never saw me. He would never see me maybe once, uh-huh. maybe once or twice. But I was like, this doesn't make sense. It's quarantine. No one's working. Why can't you just come over? Like what? Yeah. What is going on here? Well, I, I found out that he was dating someone. And I was like, oh, that's why. Wow. So he that's was dating why. someone and then future, like promising future all these things. the crap out of me. Wow. He was dating her for months and months and months and months. And I was like, that's and I actually think they're still together. So I'm like, wow. wow. I'm so, so grateful that we didn't end up together because I didn't want to be that girl. And I do feel bad for her. She seems like a very nice girl. I'm like, you dick. And like, he, and people know what they're doing when they are future faking. Yeah. When they are manipulating, you, uh, they know what they're doing. You know what that makes me think of? Um, that makes me think of an experience I had with someone who like legitimately, I think he has a problem, like an addiction. Like he has to have three girlfriends at the same time. And, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know how he has enough time, how he does it. But, um, but you know how, when you're first falling in love in that infatuation phase, your brain is firing very similar, similarly to if you're on cocaine. Mm-hmm. So what I think is, I think some people actually do have an addiction to those, those, cause I know, I mean, love is a drug. It is like the last, the last person that I really got so excited about, like, I literally felt like I was on drugs. I would forget to eat and I love to eat. I would forget to eat. It would be 10 PM. And I'd be like, Oh my God, I haven't eaten who, what? Yeah. So I, I think, um, that's so crazy. It sounds like your guy, like that one guy I dated has, has an addiction to those chemicals in the brain. And he always wants it to be that phase. How interesting. Well, there's a whole section of like 
not AA, but it's love addicts, love and sex addicts mm-hmm. anonymous. Like there are groups yeah. you can actually go yep. to. And I've been before, like back in the mm-hmm. day I went and it was so enlightening. It was so interesting. Um, and I had a friend who actually like really worked the program because she was really suffering from that. And yeah. I just thought it was so interesting and it made so much sense because you are addicted because these are actual mm-hmm. chemical responses yeah. that are in your body. Women, once we have sex with the man, we instantly release total yeah. amounts of dopamine and we bond with them for weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time you sleep with them, you're solidifying that bond chemically and your body yeah. is like, I need that drug, please. And then when you break up, that's why you're so desperate. You're like, I don't care. I don't care. I'll just, I'll yeah. just with them. It's insane. Well, and also I'm glad you brought that up because earlier I thought about men tend to um, bond through effort, right? Mm. So when they have sex, it's actually a release and they don't feel as attached. Mm. They feel like they've done it, right? So, so that's interesting too. Right, huh. which is really yeah. why I was just talking to someone about this. Men bond through effort. That's the perfect way of putting it. When you are uh-huh. giving it too easily to a guy, whether that's sex, attention, your time, whatever, your love, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when you are just mm-hmm. too overwhelming with it, like here's everything, I'll drop everything mm-hmm. for you. Again, people repel off of that. They don't like that, mm-hmm. especially men. You, they are built to hunt. It's not mm-hmm. a lot of hunting anymore because we've made it so easy for them. And I'm going to get a little yeah. bit like controversial. Swiping. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, swiping, like just the way yeah. it's so like, you can have it delivered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything is delivered to you. It is yeah. so easy. They're the laziest lions ever. So you've got, to, <laughs> right? <laughs> let's, just, let's make a visual here. Who goes and actually hunts in the lion pack? It's the girls. We go uh-huh. hunt, but the, but the men are made to kill. Right. So like, we're not, I mean, we are going to kill, but like they're meant to hunt and we uh-huh. cannot give them everything. That's why I'm very like masculine and feminine. I'm like, whatever your gender role uh-huh. is, if you lean more feminine, you need to find someone exactly. who's masculine. You've got to find that balance. And I just uh-huh. did the most beautiful podcast with Barry Selby about this. And we're going to have many more podcasts about them. Oh, you're going to freaking love it. I was like, I don't want to get off the Zoom with you. Just just come back, come back. Just keep coming back. But it was just beautiful the way he put it. So please listen to Barry Selby's podcast about masculine and feminine. Because when you are, like I'm a woman, but I am more feminine in my relationships versus being more masculine in my relationships. So I need a masculine man. And by the way, this is not about like, I'm so macho, my ego's so big. It's more just about, I am a leader. I am secure Mm, in myself. I know what I'm made up of and I have boundaries and there are healthy Mm -hmm. boundaries. I'm looking for a woman who's going to respect my boundaries, just like we are looking for men to respect ours. Mm -hmm. But when you're feminine, you want to feel safe. You want to feel safe with someone that you can be vulnerable and playful and your creative self and like loving and nurturing and all of these things. That doesn't mean you don't go kill it in your work life. You do. But when you come home, you get to feel secure. Now, here's my point with all of this stuff. When you are constantly acting masculine in your relationship, that man's like, 
Thank you for doing everything. I will continue to sit here on the couch and I will not ask if you need help because you've got it covered. I'm just going to get in your way. That's what they're thinking. That is the lazy lion syndrome. So like with this future faking, like if they're starting to do this to you, be like, that's nice. Cool. Show me, show me, show me Mm -hmm. and see what Mm -hmm. they do. And if they don't do anything, like you have not put any energy out there towards them. You've just been like, cool, that's nice. Like, I'll just keep getting to know you on a normal basis. And if you come through, you're a good guy. But if you don't, I'm not going to waste my heart and my energy and my time trying to do all these great things for you because you're just going to be a lazy lion. And it's hard to find that out. You've got to give them a chance to put in the effort. And that Mm -hmm. includes following up on their words of future stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, a I'm big thing for me. Today. I'm sorry. No, I love it. <laughs> um, I was just going to add a big thing for me, I think too, that's like a good, like it's small, but it's a good test of character for me. Like if someone says, I'm going to call you on Wednesday mm. and then Wednesday comes and they don't call you. I think that's like a big, cause even though that's a small thing, I mean, that's right. That's a big thing. And yeah. So I think that's a way to like in early relationships to kind of like gauge. Um, wow. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. Because if they say they're going to do something as small as call and they don't, yeah, we are attached to our phones. Our phones are never out of our reach. They're uh, always with us. You can't tell me about it. You can't do <laughs> it. You can't make that phone call. I mean, it speaks highly of, or it speaks mm-hmm. volumes of what their intentions are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I agree. This future, future faking, future flaking. All of Question it, for it's you. Just... Is this only with romantic relationships or is this also a thing with friendships? Oh, I could absolutely see this with all relationships, <laughs> especially friendships. Yeah. Because, you know, we've got that one friend who's always flaking and maybe I'm going to just, I'll play devil's advocate as well. Maybe they're just Uh introverted. Maybe they're, you know, dealing with some stuff and it's just hard for them to go out. A lot of people don't like going out because they're introverts. Yeah. Yeah. So like, cool. Like maybe you go to them more, you know, and just Mm -hmm. kind of already know what, what you're working with. Yeah. Um, I like that. I I was going to say, cause I, cause as I was thinking about this topic, like I do have a girlfriend. It's so funny because actually, so, you know, I said I was a flake. But what's interesting, if I say I'm going to do something, like I like really stick to it. I think I'm hesitant more than flaky. I think I'm hesitant to make a plan because if I make the plan, I'm doing it. <laughs> and because yeah. and, yeah, I, there, I processed it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm hesitant, not flaky. Um, because once I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to friggin' do it. Mm-hmm. And that used to piss me off so much with some friends because the day would come around and I've arranged my whole week to like make this, you know, one day so I can do it. And then they like forgot or, oh gosh, I can't. And that used to really throw me off a lot. Um, but now I just kind of consider which friend it is and I notice patterns and I don't take it personally and I manage my expectations. Like I've got this one friend, she loves to be like, we're going out this weekend. What This is happening. And I'm like, okay, you're really excited right now. Calm down. I know nine times out of 10, when the weekend comes around, you're going to want to like have a lazy Sunday. You're not going anywhere. So I, you know, I'll hold it as a maybe. 
And then when it falls through, I kind of knew more than her that it was going to fall through. So, and, and I don't think that is necessarily like a bad thing unless habitually it was hurting my feelings. And then I could just have a conversation with her, but okay. Yeah. I think you're right. It's just like, oh, we're both frozen on my end. Uh Oh, oh God. Uh Oh, okay. What does that mean? Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I just, we're both frozen. I see you moving. Oh, good. Okay. That's good. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly because my computer's been like really giving me problems. So I don't want us to like lose everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to wrap it up really fast. Sorry, hon. Um, Well, I think all of this is really good information to remember when going forward in any relationship, especially romantic relationships, like consider the person, consider, especially if you do know a romantic person that you're starting to date, you've known them for a while, consider the source, like consider who they are, Mm -hmm. but also in friendships, just consider if they are more introverted and it is harder for them to keep plans because they just get, you know, they just get kind of cozy at home or they just, you know, they get intimidated to be around a group of people. Like there's so many different reasons, but to just really have people show you not just with words, but with actual actions. With actions, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of one thing. Can I add it really fast? Uh-huh. Okay. I think too with friendships, because I was also thinking what are reasons. I think sometimes too with friendships, people will give you an idea that something is more intimate or serious than it is as a way to keep that window open, like access to you or something to if you're useful in the future. I think that's something that we come across in LA a lot. Oh my God. And so I just wanted to add that. I just wanted to add that. So like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but no, you're so right. Uh, Mara, you will be back and I love having you on. Thank you so much. I love being on here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.